0: Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Flump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth, and I apply a lip. I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump, okay? Here's why. There's a little heat in it, and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. Good morning, guys. I'm Tanks, and you're listening to It's Me, Tanks, almost live, exclusively on SiriusXM, Stars Channel 109. On today's show, I'm going to be answering some of the emails and voicemails that you've submitted. And I actually do love these episodes because I just get so excited for the live calls that then I don't do emails and voicemails. So it's it's a good mix. Um, I'm recording this in advance because I am going to be in Greece at the time that this is playing. Yes, I am a meme of myself. Oh my God, an influencer going to Mykonos. How freaking predictable. You're going to see me wearing like a white linen pant. You're going to see me with a freaking block of feta cheese in my hand it's it's giving influencer it's giving predictable but you know what i'm excited and i'm so excited to see my girlfriends camilla and joti i've known them both for so long and they're my little blondies who live in london and it's just you know you know me give me a girl's trip and i'm happy give me a friend moment and i am joyful af so very 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 excited but enough about me let us get to the first voicemail
1: hi thanks so i had a friend of a friend moved to the city for her job, um, and she knows nobody else here, which I completely appreciate is really hard and scary. Before this, I'm like five-ish years out of college, and we maybe saw each other once a year for the past few years, and we went to, like, some similar parties back in college, like kind of just low-level friends. So when... She was moving here. I helped her, like, out with the different neighborhoods and everything. Really excited she's here and wanted to be nice, make her feel welcome to the center, welcome to the city. Um, so we did dinner together. And then later in the week, I invited her to go to the beach with my fun. But the problem is, and I don't remember her being like this, I know this sounds juvenile, but just, like, annoying. Like, you didn't need to walk her to the bathroom. Kept interrupting all of my friends that we were with and, like, talking over them. And then she kept, like, bringing up college parties and it was just, like, it just felt awkward. You could tell my friends didn't like her. She just, like, didn't gel with the group. So I don't really, I just, I'm really torn, and I really need your advice because what I don't know is how much do I owe somebody when they're moving to the city that I at one point had a relationship with, but I just, we're just not really friends, and I can tell, well, we wouldn't gel if I had just met her now, and I, I wish her the best, but, like, how do I kind of gracefully step back when I know she has nobody else here? um I don't I I want to be a good friend and a good person but also I just don't know if she's the, the type of person I would be a friend, friend with I don't know um any advice is really appreciated thank you so much
0: hi you are so more than fine you honestly have done enough I, and I'm not trying to be harsh to that person but you are obviously a very caring person the fact that this is even ca- crossing your mind and that you called in about this shows that you are a person who cares deeply about others. And listen, you helped her out with the neighborhoods. You gave her a shot with your friends. Um, You don't owe anyone anything. You really don't. This is not your best friend from childhood. This is not, you know, your cousin. This is a person that you used to hang with and you did what you need to do, in my opinion, and you don't need to hang with her anymore. Listen, I mean, if she asks you to hang out again one more time, go to a workout class with her. Okay. Do something that fits into your schedule or go on a walk with her. Be like, yeah, like I'm free before work, you know, have a set amount of time, make it just you two and then step back and let her figure it out. You're not the welcoming committee. Okay. You're not on the, you know, I think you said New York. I think you don't, you're not on a New York board of tourism. You don't need to get her settled. Um, and yeah, you're just you're just a very kind person and you're in your head a little bit about this, but you can absolutely phase out. And I really doubt that she'll reach out and say, hey, what's going on? In fact, I'm sure that won't happen. But you know, just if she needs a recommendation for a restaurant, you know, text her that and, and whatever. But if you don't vibe with her anymore, you don't vibe with her anymore. And you know what? I've been actually meaning to talk about this on the podcast. I... I feel very strongly that you don't have to be friends with everybody. And I want to dig into this for a second. I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tangent. I think that there's two schools of thought. And there's the thought of like you can you need to be fr- nice to everyone, you need to be friends with everyone. And there are a lot of people out there who would probably disagree with me and say, "No, you know, you need to you need to help her out for a few more weeks or months and like give her another shot and all this stuff." I don't Okay, I've always believed you need to be kind to everybody. You don't need to like everybody. Okay, you don't. Because there's really just people take. People are takers, and I'm not saying this girl is like maliciously taking from you, but you're giving her your energy. You're giving her your time. You are offering up your friends, and if you don't gel with her, you don't gel with her. That doesn't make you a bitch. That doesn't make you a bad person. I think especially with women, it falls into this thing of like, oh, well, she didn't want to be friends with her. She's a bitch. That's not true. We don't vibe with everybody. We're not designed to be with everybody. I personally have had a lot of trouble with this in the influencer world because sometimes I'll meet people or, you know, I'll meet them online or whatever and I don't gel with them. Now I'm still kind to them, but the fact that I'm not like reposting their shit and like, you know, wanting to go to the group dinners and do all that shit. People then think that I'm a bitch and I take umbrage with that. It bothers me because it's like I'm polite and kind to everyone but I don't have to be best friends with everyone you want to know why because I think that that's fake I think that it's fake if you if you were to continue on your relationship with her like that's how you get into bad situations because then you have this fake friend who annoys the shit out of you who embarrasses you in front of your friends and drains your battery and that's how people get into these situations where then they have friends that drain them I just I want to talk more about this I, I haven't i been trying to think about what the right way in is, but thank you for giving this the opportunity to at least open this conversation. After talking through it, I'm even more resolute that you do not owe this girl anything. You've done more than enough. You're a good person. Be kind and polite and, you know, maybe see her one one more time. And then just, you know, say, I'm busy, sorry. She'll get the message. Um, I love you tons. Shop now at pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty free, and climate neutral. Certified and I just know I can feel Very safe using everything my mom Loves it too I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it She is a big fan of the body oil She just loves how soft it makes her Skin feel it is the Best the Andaria algae Body oil is seriously one of a Kind like I said that's my mom's favorite It's rich yet never greasy and It's clinically proven to instantly improve Skin elasticity it Leaves skin silky soft and Unbelievably glowing spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code Tinks at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code Tinks for 10% off. Okay, let's do another voicemail.
2: Hi, my name is Taylor. I'm calling from San Francisco. Number one, I love you so much. And you are definitely the big sister I haven't had. But two, I have a big relationship question. I just turned 30 this past month. I've been with a guy for about a year and a half. I am that panicked, you know, 30 year old, like, Oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm not sure if I want to marry this guy. And he's amazing to me. He loves me so much. He is a software engineer, so he's made so much money. The only thing that I have a hard time with him is is like I really just do not connect with his friends. It's mainly my friends in our life. I've had that in other relationships where I love my boyfriend's friends, and it's so fun because it brings a whole other element to our life, but yeah, it really seems like it's just my friends and my social life, and I've been panicking about it, and I feel like I maybe want to break up and to keep on trying dating but yeah like you've just said in your past podcast I'm terrified about that and I know he could be a great husband to me but I'm really afraid of like the timeline of I want to have babies like I don't have a ton of money to do IVF and all these things so I really am under that strict pressure that the the world has put on us to like start having babies right now because basically your biological clock won't be able to do it and I'm also afraid like the dating pool just shrunk and is going to continue to shrink so much so Anyway, I would just love your feedback on it because I am panicking. Thank you Tinks.
0: bye. Hi Taylor. Okay, so we're gonna there's a lot going on a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of problems that you're feeling, a lot of panics that you're feeling. but I want to start by saying for no reason do you settle like for no reason. Okay. Uh, Not because you feel like you're old. Not because you maybe don't have money for IVF. Not because uh, you have sunk cost syndrome and you've been dating him for a while. You just don't settle. Like this is your life that you're talking about. And I think that we can get so wrapped up in societal pressure and we can get so bajiggity and spirally in ourselves that we forget that we are talking about our goddamn freaking lives. Okay. This is your life partner. This isn't a bag you're thinking about buying. This is the person that you might have kids with. This is the person that is going to help you if you get sick, God forbid. This is the person you're going to buy a house with. And you you can't allow all of those different things to push to pressure you into settling with someone because you want to know what? That's why the divorce rate is over 50%. That's why so many women in their later thirties, forties, fifties are deeply unhappy because they let this pressure get to them and they ended up settling with someone who isn't it. Um, listen, I, I don't think that this is your person. I don't think that you described him in the way that I would want to describe the person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Um, You sounded a little annoyed by the friend thing. And that stuff matters. Like if you're feeling that now, it's only going to be more exacerbated when you get married. Like if you're already feeling that it's your friends and your life and he's just kind of like the accessory to it, you know what? I'm going to be completely dick on the table. I'm in an honest mood. It kind of feels like you don't don't respect him that much. You kind of think maybe he's like a little bit of a loser because you're like, yeah, he made like a lot of money, but like, you know, he has no friends and all this stuff. It's kind of giving... Like, you don't respect him and you don't think he's cool or good enough, which is fine, but then you can't marry him. Listen, I get the pressure. Like, I understand. Do you know how many fucking times people ask me in AMA, did I freeze my eggs yet? I literally, I, I would say there's 30 times, every AMA, every Monday and Thursday, people are like, did you freeze your eggs? Tinks, which, which egg freezing service are you going to do? And I'm like, I didn't fucking freeze them yet. Literally, fuck off. Like, I don't, I'm not ready to do that. And... So I get it. I truly understand the pressure. But again, you can't allow that to make you make this rash decision. You also said in the call, I think I want to break up. Sweet. If you're thinking about wanting to break up now, you don't really think he's cool. He has no friends. Um, like, what? no, I, I get that you're panicking, but I'm here to calm you down and say you're not too old and it's not too late. However, I would say at this point, you need to break up with him so you don't waste any more time. Because if you've already decided that he's not the one, then yeah, cut him loose. And I'm not saying that because you're 30 or whatever. I'd say the same fucking thing if you were 24. That's something that you need to internalize. I would say the same thing if you were 24, because you want to know why? Life is not a dress rehearsal. It's the real performance. And you can't waste any time in a meh relationship. You owe it to yourself, okay? Okay. I know that the fear of like the IVF thing and the money and whatever, but you, I want to tread lightly here because it is sensitive and it is expensive, but you will cross that bridge when you come to it. Okay. Ultimately, you are not ready to have a kid this second and you don't know who you're going to end up with and you don't know what job you'll you'll be in because some jobs pay for some of it. You, I truly believe will cross that bridge when you come to it. If you can find a way to freeze your eggs now- then go ahead and do it if you feel like that. But I genuinely believe it's not a reason to be with a guy. Like, that's insane to think like, oh, I might not have money for IVF, therefore I should just settle with this guy that I don't really like. That's crazy. Like, think about it that way. Um, Also, 30 is not old. We're all gonna live till we're like 120, so we're basically still children. Um, Yeah, don't panic. Seriously, you got this. I love you. Please don't settle. It's not worth it. Okay, let's take
3: another voicemail. Hi, Kinks. This is Cannon in Seattle. I'm 25, and I have a fantastic boyfriend who I've been with for about two years. We live together. I love him a lot. We're going to spend the rest of our lives together. His family lives close, and so does mine, and I feel like I'm very close with his parents and his brother, And I'm an only child, and so I just have a smaller family, and there's sort of that different dynamic there. And I would love for him to get closer to my parents and feel more integrated with my family. And so I'm just looking for any suggestions and recommendations that you have on how I can try to get him closer with my parents. Because obviously, as an only child, they're a really important part of my life, and I would just love for him to feel
0: part of the family. So
3: anyway, thank you so much, and love you. Bye.
0: I love that. That's such a sweet, nice quandary. Query. Query. Uh, sorry, I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, That's delightful. I'm so glad that you found the love of your life. I think doing activities together is a really great way to bond. So whatever you and your parents like to do together, um, I would incorporate your boyfriend into those activities. And I'll give you a real life example. So, my best friend Brian is very close with her family and her boyfriend is very close with his family and I really admire how they integrate each other into the things that they love so Brian used to not ski and her boyfriend is obsessed with skiing and is a really good one and he does it with his family every year and what what have you and he kind of taught her how to ski and brought her into the skiing community and they do it as a group and it was like special for um, his family to uh to kind of like welcome her in and show her show her the ropes and vice versa um Brian's family is very outdoorsy and like they love to hike and do all that stuff and um, her boyfriend does that stuff with with them and I really really admire it because now they're all such a cohesive group you know both of the families with with Brian and her boyfriend like they just they always do stuff together and it's so cute and now they even go on trips together and they spend a lot of time together and it's so lovely so I would just say whatever it is about about that you love to do with your parents, like maybe you love to cook, like maybe you grew up cooking with your dad or whatever. Um, say, you know, I would love to go over like once every two weeks and you cook with um, my, my dad because you know we used to make this pie growing up. Wow, I'm getting so into this. I'm like, yes, it was a peach pie, whatever. Um, but just do those activities because if it's different than just like going to dinner, right, or like just like you know hanging at the house, if it's an activity and also. If it's something that your parents can kind of not teach him, but like show him the ropes, I think that always makes them feel good because it makes them feel like, okay, that we're we're bestowing knowledge upon this person who's going to be with our child. And also if there's something that your boyfriend loves to do, like maybe, I don't know, maybe he's a big sports fan. I don't know the Seattle Whalers, Malins, what's the team in the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks? Wow, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. I'm so sorry. But whatever. Maybe he loves that. And maybe you could all go to a game together. So make it be both ways so that your boy boyfriend can feel like bought in and say to him, oh, my God, I think you should teach my parents about, you know, this or that. Um but really people feel so good when they're teaching and they're being taught. So that's why I think an activity is perfect. And then they can have shared experiences. And hey, if you can go on a trip together, even if it's like a little weekend away, memories for a lifetime, memories for a lifetime, seriously. Um, but that's so nice. I love that. And I still really, really want to visit Seattle. I hope I have an excuse soon. Uh, okay. love, Lots of love. Bye. I'm going to do an email i'm gonna I'm gonna stumble through an email and try to read this out without fudging my words as I always do Hi tinks I want to have a glow up What do girls do to look more put together when they become influencers slash famous? I got a promotion. First of all, have you seen me? I don't like put together, but okay, let's press on. I got a promotion and have been depressed and letting myself go a bit during the pandemic. I'd love some basic tips on how to improve my appearance now that I have some expendable income. I don't know where to start. Get a new hairstyle. Get facials regularly. Help. Thanks. Okay. Hi, this is such an interesting question. Um, I'm just going to not qualify all these tips like I want to do for the Banana Brigade. And I'm just going to go into it like a big girl. No more qualifying 2022 tanks. So and I'm not saying that I do this and I'm not saying that I do all these things. I'm just saying these are some ideas that I have. Um, So I think getting facials is a great way to feel great about your skin But more than that, I think having a skincare routine that you stick to every single day come hell or high water is an amazing way to not only make your skin get better, but also make yourself feel good because it's like a little spa moment every day. So maybe one thing you could do is research in your town, you know, a facial that you'd like, ask for a recommendation. Definitely. I love word of mouth because then you know it's real. get a facial and then explain your current skincare routine to the the esthetician and ask how you can improve it, tweak it. Um, and then you really stick to it. And I mean, stick to it. Like I will be blackout drunk, stumbling, and I will do my full 17 step skincare routine. And that makes me feel a sense of control. And I also have improved my skin that way. So that's one thing. Hairstyle could be great. It's always good to have a fresh cut, even a little trim, even like little get your roots done. It's always great. Um, here's a tip. Maybe get a few new staple pieces and then get them tailored. So maybe you get a few new amazing pieces of clothing for work. If you, you know, if you dress up for work or a few new going out pieces that will make you feel fun and great. But if they need tailoring, get them tailored like I get Zara tailored. And I know that sounds crazy, but it just makes a difference if things fit you perfectly. Like pants, all those little things, you just look so put together. You just look so sharp. And you want to know why we have to get things tailored is because clothes are whack, as I've told you about before. Like I literally have eight different sizes in my closet because everyone's lying to us and clothes are mainly ill-fitting. So tailoring is a great way to look neat. You can make Zara Looks like Michael Kors, okay. You can make it look like Michael Kors runway. I swear to God, um, that's another tip. I would say, um, also, <laughs> I have to say this because it's me. Honestly, therapy. Like, if you have expendable income and you are not in therapy, I know that this is more of a physical question of like you want to feel more pulled together. But I swear to God, it all starts with your mental health. So if you are not in therapy, maybe think about it and you know invest in yourself, um, and also always having a fresh manicure I'm not saying you have to do the crazy claws like I do but even if you have no nail polish just having them clean buffed maybe little ballet slippers by Essie on there always having a pedicure is another thing to do that kind of stuff is nice and then the final thing is like if you feel like your makeup routine is stale going taking a friend and going to a you know department store on a fun Saturday and having them do your makeup and then like buying a few new fresh makeup items that you feel excited to use um then that's amazing. So I guess at the highest level I would say have little treats and invest in routine because that's where it comes. Like, yeah, a facial, your face will feel great for the day or the day after and you'll, you know, you'll feel amazing and your skin will be clean. But how can you make it a routine of self care? How can you consistently enhance yourself um over time? But that's really fun and congrats on your promotion. That's really, really exciting. Yay. Okay, let's play a voicemail. Hi, this is for Tink. So
3: there was this guy that I was sort of involved with for a long time. We went to prom together. We then went to like a dance in college together. He was my best friend's brother. It was kind of like a complicated situation. And I know sometimes complicated just kind of tells you that it's not really the right thing. But when I was with him, it was like the most I've ever felt for anyone. I've tried to date other people. I can't seem to move on. And then I I'm over it, like, you know, because it's been like a little bit like he left for the military and it just wasn't the right time. And I'm not big on putting pressure on something being the right time. But so I always kind of think I have that hope in me. And so then it's hard, like when my best friend or her family talks about him and then my friends, you know, they like we're all like intertwined in the same friend group. So it's kind of hard when we all bring him back up because it's almost like I feel like I'm stuck in the past. I feel like I can't move on from him and part of me kinda of hopes that one day it will be the right time but I don't also want to hold on hope for that day if it never comes. He didn't want me to be involved with him in the military because he didn't know if that was the life I wanted. It wasn't necessarily that he didn't ask me that. But besides the point, you know, that was then and this is now and I just still feel that energy for him. Like I still love him and I've I've been trying to date. I've been trying to move on and sometimes I really do think I have moved on and then I don't know, I just find myself right back where I was. I don't know, I've never had those intense emotions and I just, I'm scared that it's been a couple years now that I'm never going to move on or, you know, it's never going to work out and then I'm gonna see him with a family and I'm still gonna be, you know, scrambling And It's not even that if he moved on, that would be the problem because I'd want him to be happy. It's just like, I don't know what's the best way for me to go forward, kind of holding me back. I just think I still have love for him. Um, But yeah, I'd love to know your advice Um, I love you so much. Thank
0: you. Um, All right. Bye. Hi there. I totally understand why you're feeling this way. I really do. But I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love because I have a hunch. And my hunch is that it's twofold. First of all, it's that you just haven't met anyone who makes you feel butterflies in your fanny, like the same way that he does. And I know you're trying to date and I know it can be difficult, but sometimes it takes a while to have that feeling again. And I bet that if you met someone tomorrow that literally made you feel so bejiggity and amazing, it's not that you would forget him, but you would kinda of let him go. You would you would kinda of let it let it be for a little bit. Um, and I have had to be so real with myself at times about this where I'm like do I still care about this person? Like, am I still actively madly in love with them? Or is it just that I haven't found anyone else? I had that recently where like I was fixated on this guy that I dated last year because I literally didn't meet anybody who made me feel like crazy again until I did. So that's the first hunch. The second hunch is that we as humans tend to stay in emotions that we, that are familiar to us, okay? Even if they're negative, this is something I learned in therapy, which is crazy to me. Okay. So if you have this feeling of longing for this guy and you have for so long, that's a comfortable realm of emotion for you. You feel fine longing for him. That's your every day. You wake up, you think about the guy, you, you future trip, you think about like all the times you loved him, all that stuff. You're accustomed to that. You're completely accustomed to that. So you're staying in it. It's like that analogy I always use about the slippers. It's like, you don't want to take your slippers off because they're comfortable. Sometimes you got to take off your slippers, you got to put on your big girl shoes and get out the house. So that, those are the two things that I think. And the thing about closure is that you have to give it to yourself. No one is going to hand it to you. You have to be in your power and make the decision to say, if this is supposed to come around, it will. But right now I need to move on with my life. And you need to draw a line in the sand and you need to get over it like a breakup, like view it as your, as your view it as a breakup, a fresh breakup, give yourself a week. And then truly you have to pretend that it's just over. And I know that, you know, you have mutual friends and all this and that, but you can't talk about it. You can't bring him up, you know, act like it was a breakup and you're never going to speak to him again. And if it's supposed to come around, it will. I really, really do believe that. And you can't future trip. You're saying like, oh my God, what if it's in the future? And like he has a family and he's happy and blah, blah, blah. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea. You could meet the love of your life tomorrow and you could end up with a family in, in a year, okay? So you have to give yourself that closure and you have to try to be really honest with yourself about like, am I actively in love with this person or is this just comfortable? Trust me, again, to use a personal example, I don't know how long you've been in my community, following, listening, whatever. When I was in love with my friend, I was so comfortable being in love with him that I almost didn't want to tell him or like do anything about it because I was just, that was my life. Like it became so, humans are very adaptable. We're very adaptable. And so I just became accustomed to every day waking up and being head over heels in love with him and imagining, you know, like just, I just being there, just being miserable and in love with him. And we get adjusted and we don't want things to change because humans are afraid of change. So I want you to get real with yourself. Like, is this just the narrative that you're telling yourself? Because it it might be. I really, really want you to advocate for your future happiness and open your heart to new things and really open them and really open your heart. Sorry. And really, really let this guy go for now. I promise if it's supposed to come back, it will. Okay. I love you tons. All right. I'm going to read an email. I'm going to do an email. Hi, Tinks. I am moving in with my best friend from law school in a week and a half. Exciting. I'm so excited because we are both 26, just graduated and are starting our careers and get along so well. I've never lived with a friend before and I know you speak so highly of it. I've heard some people say that living with a friend sometimes damages the friendship and I would never want that to happen. Do you have any tips on how to thrive as both roommates and besties? Thank you so much. Oh, I love this question. First of all, congratulations on graduating law school. That is so exciting. I'm so proud of both of you. Um... Listen, you'll be fine. Like, can it sometimes fuck up friendships? Yes. But if you're smart enough to go to law school, you're smart enough to have healthy boundaries. I would just say be honest with each other, like right away. Like, if there's little things that the, your roommate does or your bestie does that annoy you, literally make a joke out of it and be like, I bitch, you did not leave the peanut butter jar open on the counter. Just literally say it and make a joke of it, and never be passive aggressive. Um, and you won't be because you're best friends. But just I think communication, communication, communication. Um, and then also the other thing I'll say is like, you're best friends, and now you're living together, and. I get it like I'm a type of person who wants to do absolutely everything with their friends. However, make sure you have a couple nights a week where you don't like go out together every single night. So, make sure you're, you know, going on dates whether you're attached or not, well, make sure you're hanging out with your other friends because I do think it can get into a bit of a weird kind of toxic intense situation when roommates and best friends do literally everything together and then they don't have any other life outside of the two of them. And it's only a problem when like one of them gets a boyfriend usually or, you know, then something happens and it you're too dependent on each other. All this to say, I know you're going to be fine. It's going to be completely fine. And I'm so fucking excited for you. But that, that, those, those would be my only tips. Be honest and, um, and don't ever be passive aggressive and then have boundaries and make sure you do stuff with other friends without each other. And then you'll miss each other and be fun. Honestly, I lived with Casey for eight years. Like we lived together from freshman year and then in Theta. And then we lived in, um, our Laguna house in, Uh, in san francisco for uh for four years and we were best friends and like we went out together every night and we had the same friend group and we survived jobs and boyfriend changes and all this stuff and i genuinely don't think we had a fight and but you know why because we're really honest with each other like i just told her listen there's some chores i'm just not gonna do and she was like i get that for you and i have a fear i have a phobia of opening mail and so casey Casey would always open the mail for me and then I would do things for her and whatever. And I'm messy. That's the other thing. Actually, I have one more tip for you. Be honest about who you are. I'm a messy bitch, okay? I, one thing about me, I'll be leaving stuff out and I'm, that's my cross to bear. But, the more you joke about it and say it, the more it can be okay for your roommate to talk about. So maybe you're messy too. And then, you know, if you say, listen, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to be really good about this, but I do sometimes slip up, then she'll feel open enough to say, hey, you left your like sweatshirts all over the place again, whatever. Casey doesn't have any flaws because she's perfect. Um, so it was fine on that end. But for me, I'm messy and I also have a phobia of opening mail. So. All that to say, I'm very excited for you, and congratulations again. It's so cool that you guys are starting your careers together, Um, and you'll be able to be there, and you'll be be able to relate, you know, to one another. Going through, becoming a lawyer is really fucking difficult, so, uh, you know, I'm proud and excited for you, and you'll be able to prop each other up, and good luck out there. Have fun. Okay, let's, oh my God, now I'm thinking about my roommates. (sighs) Guys, I miss them so much. Actually, it's funny, I... I think Chloe's going to move in for a while. It was fortuitous because she was like really over her apartment and she's like looking for a new apartment. And I'm kind of just having a time when I don't want to be living alone. I don't know why I'm just having so much fun again. And honestly, who cares? Like the whole reason that I wanted to have a house is so that all my friends could sleep over all the time and moving in is kind of just like a giant sleepover. So I ho- I think Chloe's going to move in for like a month or so and BJ is going to get another mommy. <laughs> um I honestly can't wait till I can buy a bigger house and have more friends move in. I just want to live on a commune, big commune vibes. Um, And then I'll have my zoo next to it. So it'll be good. You know, it's going to be a bit of a madhouse, but hey, that's okay. Okay, let's roll another voicemail. Hi, team. My name
4: is Amy and I'm from New York. So I am currently with what I think my life he makes me feel so safe so secure like I am so thankful basically every single day that I found him but lately like my first ever high school boyfriend has been reaching out I was really really close to him for being a high school boyfriend and we dated for multiple years there was like a ring recently his mom messaged me and asked me if I was married yet and I don't know why and I then just found out that my high school boyfriend's engagement was over I know that I don't want to be with this man, but I don't know how to like either set up boundaries or just basically stop thinking about it because it's giving me anxiety and I don't want my boyfriend to feel like he's not appreciated or having feel any doubts because it's not that I don't love him. It's I'm in this uncomfortable position right now, I feel like. So I just want like a hot take on what maybe I can do to help with this. Love your show. Love your thoughts.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so first of all, isn't it so funny how anytime we're doing well, a fucking radar goes off and our exes are like ding, 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 ding. It's like clockwork. It, I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. I'm not saying that his mom's a bad person. I'm just saying there's something crazy that happens. Like, oh, you're happy? Oh, you are you found the love of your life who treats you amazing and treats you like a queen? Mm, let me just throw a wrench in it. Let me just make you feel weird. So that's annoying. Secondly, you know, I don't know if you responded to his mom. Read the mom, I would just write back and be like, hi, I'm... Sorry to hear about so and so's breakup of engagement. Um, I'm in a really happy relationship. I finally found the one, or I wouldn't say that. Just say I've found the one, and I'm so I'm you know I'm doing well in my job. Um, hope you're well. Lots of love to you guys. Period. Do not go into it. Do not write some long email and don't open any more window. That's honestly crazy to me that the mom reached out to you because that means that either her and her son have had a conversation. Or it means that, like, she's always held a candle for you and, like, wanted you guys to get back together. Or or worse, it means that he asked his mom to reach out to you, which is just, like, cringe AF. Like, get a life, bro. Anyway, right back short and simple to the mom. And I would do the same for your ex. Like, I know you're close. I know you're a good person. But you don't want this to affect your current relationship. And, like, put yourself in your boyfriend's shoes. Right? you're so happy everything's going great and then all of a sudden his girlfriend is like getting weird messages from her ex and her ex's mom you'd feel uncomfortable and you don't want to put that on him you don't want to bring that energy into your good relationship now so if your ex reaches out again or whatever just be like look I genuinely care for you as a person and I'm so sorry that you're going through this breakup of your engagement however I'm really happy and I need to protect myself um so I genuinely wish you the best. I kn- and then say something really kind. Be like, I know you're gonna find someone amazing because you're an amazing person. Um, but, but, you know, see you around, and then just leave it. I think the more concise, the better. And I know, I know that you're probably thinking, Tinks, like this was a l- like someone who I loved and who I was very close to. I can't send him that corporate an- a message. But here's the thing: you need to. Okay, here's the thing you need to, you need to be strict because if you go into like the back and forth and talking to him and opening yourself up to all this shit, it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy real fast and you're going to be falling in the quicksand, okay? So be concise, be pointed, be honest, and then cut it and then leave it and step away. And if he messages you again after that, be like, hey, I thought I was clear, like I'm in a really happy relationship and although I do care about you, I, I really can't help you. And during this time, um, good luck and be strict because you're going to be so fucking mad at yourself if your boyfriend catches wind of this or he feels like you're acting weird or whatever. Um, and you're going to have a hard time explaining it. Right. Because just saying like, oh, well, you know, we were you know, he's my old ex-boyfriend and he's going through a hard time. It's giving messy. OK, it's giving inconsiderate. And so I just want you to be a little bit strict on this one because it sounds like you're really happy and you don't mess up a good thing. Okay. Love you tons. Thanks. I'm dating this great new guy on date three and we're probably going to hook up next time we see each other. How do I ask him about whether he has any STDs? It's so awkward, but I feel like it's necessary. Thank you. It's very necessary. It's very necessary. So I would say use a condom until you're exclusively dating this person and you have uh you know a better hold on things. I I really don't find it awkward to ask guys to use a condom. Like especially now uh with everything that's going on with the attack on our reproductive rights, I don't think it's awkward at all. Just say, "Okay, like here's a condom or do you have a condom?" and if he doesn't, just be like, "All right, well, we'll wait till next time then." It's not awkward. And it's only awkward if you make it awkward. I hope he's a good guy and a good guy should want to use protection too. Um, and you can also ask him, like, "What's when's the last time you had an STD test? I ask. I don't give a fuck. That's the other thing about getting older. And I'll be honest, like, I'm I'm saying it for my high horse now. I used to be nervous to ask and say that stuff. Now I don't care. I'm like, when was your last STD test? Like, do you have a copy of it? Like, let, let's use a condom. Like, and you know, you know what, guys? This is on Hinge, but I'm in an unhinged mood, so I'm going to tell you. I literally ask guys, like, before I hook up with them, like, do you support my right to choose I'm not kidding it's kind of like psychotic but I'm literally about to have sex with them and I'm like do you support my right to choose like what would happen if I accidentally got pregnant like would you be there for me to get an abortion I don't give a fuck anymore like I there's an attack on women and if you are going to be entering my body then you can at least wrap it up and you can at least uh, support my right to choose Um, so I know that not everyone is in that place of you know uh, I know that not everyone is in that place and you might find it awkward, especially if you're younger. I like, I literally remember that I used to be so nervous. I used to be like, kind of like, um, do you, um, like, have you gotten tested or whatever? Also another great way to do it. If you're, if you do feel consistently nervous about asking is if you get tested, which you should regularly just be like, Hey, I got tested two weeks ago. I know I'm good. Um, what's your status? Super easy, super easy. And then it kind of like, it says, I'm responsible. It's giving responsible. It's giving clean. Um, and then you just feel good about it. So, um, yeah. I- I'm excited for you to hook up, though. I hope it's good. <laughs> okay, let's play a voicemail.
4: What do you do when you have a friend who's, like, really, really, really struggling? Doesn't love herself. Hasn't for a really long time. And is hitting a low point, like, borderline alcohol alcoholism. We just we don't know what to do. Um, but yeah, what do you do to what do you how do you help those friends? How do you teach someone to love themselves if they don't? Is that something you can teach? Is that something you can even help with? Because Lord knows we've all tried to do that with men and it doesn't work. So, thanks if you have advice, we'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, I'm so sorry that your friend is struggling, and it can be really scary when you feel like someone doesn't want to help themselves um that can be the really the scariest thing because you're just kind of like you can you and your friend group can only do so much if the person isn't receptive and if they're not open so I mean you you mentioned borderline alcoholism that makes me very concerned I would potentially get in touch with this person's family and say look we're really 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 concerned I think we might need to have some sort of an intervention or a sit down um you're an amazing, first of all. I should have started by you're an amazing friend for, you know, being there for her and for reaching out and like wanting to do this the best way that you can. Um, I maybe have some resources. I, I mean, this is really going like above and beyond, and it's not your job to, but you know, your friend is down bad. So that's nice of you. Maybe have like, I don't know, a therapist that you guys trust or someone's therapist, you know, ask your one of your guys, you're in the friend group's therapist for a recommendation. Um, and just sit her down and say, like, we are so concerned and we love you so much and we feel like there's something going on inside and we know that you're feeling shut off and resistant and you you just are not in a good place, but we want to help. We are all here. What can we do? Like, here's some resources. Here's someone we think you should talk to. Maybe even set up an appointment. You know, be like, "Hey, look, we just we have this therapist we want you to talk to nine a.m. Saturday. Um, just just do it for us. That's another you can thing you can say. Be like, I know you're probably feeling a little bit, you know, accosted right now with all of us saying this, but just do it for us, please. And and again, I do think that family can be helpful in that in this instance because it just then you have a little bit more muscle behind the the operation. Um, it's difficult. I'm really sorry. It can feel very scary who watch someone just not love themselves and want and just try to ruin themselves so I'm really sorry but yeah that's what I would suggest get in touch with the family have a couple resources on hand and say if you don't want to do it for them do it for us because we fucking love you and we're tired of seeing you hurt yourself I'm sorry okay let's play another voicemail
1: hello things it's me Tristan from Charlottesville Virginia first time caller long time fan literally a fan ever since the beginning of the pandemic when we were all stuck inside. Anyways, I know you're the queen of Austin, Texas, and even a handful of times. A group of my friends and I are going for the first time at the end of September for my best friend's birthday. I just want to know your recommendations on the best places to eat, best bars to go to, and where you'd recommend reserving a table for bottle service. Love you tons. Bye, Pink.
0: Oh my God. Hi. I love your energy. First of all, also, I'm so jealous you're going to Austin. That is so fun. All right, I'm going to read you my list. And okay, whenever I put this up last, there was this one girl who was so fucking mean to me about it. She was like, this is the most basic Austin list I've ever had. And I'm like, listen... Okay. I'm not doing a fucking travel show on Austin. I'm here for the good times. I'm here for the good vibes. This is what several Austinites have recommended to me. And if you're going for the weekend, you want the hits, right? You want the hits. You don't want to try some random new restaurant that's like out of the way, you know, a, a hidden gem. You want the hits. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. So Ludi's is maybe my favorite restaurant in America. It's so fucking good. The vibe is stunning. It's giving elegant. It's giving unbelievable food. Um, get the shrimp dish and also get the espresso martini. Clark's super fun. It's like seafood heaven, amazing shoestring fries. Um, ABBA that's A-B-A is amazing Greek food Mediterranean it's very pretty too and it's right next to Soho House so if any of you guys have I almost just said if any of y'all like literally shut the fuck off dinks if any of y'all have memberships you can go and drink on the roof in Soho House too or honestly just flirt with them and get in because it's a vibe um, also at ABBA make sure to get the green juice margarita it's like aloe vera it's so good um elizabeth street cafe is incredible vietnamese food deeply life-changing pork belly buns um uh perlas and for a hungover brunch definitely book perlas for a a day you're gonna be hungover they have and then get the bloody mary shooters they have a lobster omelet they have a tuna tostada which is amazing and then when you're super hungover like i'm talking last day vibes um go to matt's el rancho which is just like Oh my God! It's they have this crazy dip. You know me. One thing about me, I'm going am a have a dip. They have a dip. You need to get it. And they have these like crazy big micheladas, which are so good when you're hungover. Laundrette has a great burger. Um, and if you're feeling fancy, if you are feeling fancy, go to um the Four Seasons and get the queso. It's so specific. But um, Elizabeth Chambers, who's from Austin told me to go. She's like one of the best quesos in Austin low key. So if you're feeling fancy for like a glass of wine and a queso and it overlooks the water, that would be amazing. Um, And then like tacos, everybody goes to Torchies. There's a bunch of them. So good. Oh my God. The breakfast tacos life-changing. Oh, oh my God. I have one more for you. ATX Cochina. Someone's going to be angry with my pronunciation. I'm so sorry if I pronounced it wrong. They have this spicy Mexican martini. It's like a spicy salty martini oh my god it's so good and then you have to get the nachos because they're life-changing and then for ever for going out people go to rainy street and you literally can't go wrong because it's it's like it's a dream it's actually just a whole street of bars and it's ratchet okay it is it's giving ratchet there's this bar that's in like boxes i don't know i've never done bottle service per se but it's there's just so many good bars and you can just bar hop basically. And it's so fun. I'm so excited for you. You're going to have an absolute blast. I am. I really want to go back to Austin. I'm, I think I'm going to go to Austin city limits in the fall. I just have really happy memories there. Seriously. Some of the best memories of my life. That's so dramatic, but I love it. It's very, it's, it's cute and fun. And I'm very excited for you. Have the best time and thank you for calling hi this
4: is anna from minneapolis and i am going on a girl's trip to la at the end of august and i just have to know your must dos or a little itinerary don't take too long but your
1: favorite things
0: hi oh my god fun i love a girl's trip okay here here are the hits here's what you should do so i think you should definitely do a hike listen, hit it, do Runyon. Okay. You will see someone famous. You will see the cutest dogs you've ever seen in your life. Um, After you go to Runyon, you'll be very close to Sun Life. So go to Sun Life, get a smoothie, check it out. You'll probably see Shawn Mendes in uh, Sunset Plaza because he's always hanging there or someone else famous coming out of the equinox there. Um, Then what I would do is go to lunch at the Ivy, get yourself that beautiful salad that I always get and a couple of their spicy cucumber margaritas. Then maybe you should do um, a little shopping and Beverly Hills even just window shopping it's so fun to see it's so luxe it's so beautiful after you're tired out you can stop and get a cocktail at Wally's um which is also in Beverly Hills. And then go back to your hotel, change, and go to dinner at Craig's. And listen, at who would I be if I didn't plug my own Sunday? Get the Hot Girl Sunday to make sure to tag me on in the Instagram when you do it. And then if you want to go out after that, maybe hit up Delilah or Nice Guy for some drinks and some people watching. Then the other day, you're going to do a West Side day. Okay. So that's like the other side of LA. It's kind of confusing, but it's the West Side. I would say um, start the day at Shutters on the Beach. They have a really good, lovely breakfast, uh, restaurant. I think it's called One Pico. And then walk along the beach, um, maybe jump in the water, have fun. Then um, for lunch, you are going to go to Great White in Venice to get the full surfer experience. Uh, I mean, it's not like a surfer spot, but like everybody there is hot in Australian and they just have really good food and it's a vibe and you want to see like the Venice Beach vibes. And then you're going to go to Bell's Beach House for cocktails in the afternoon. It's so fun. Get the burger, get the burger. And you're going to end the night at Elefante, which is an absolute riot. And if you have still have energy after that, you're going to go to roosterfish and hit on some brads and chads and just have the best time of your life. Oh, see, that was a full two day itinerary. I hope you have so much fun in LA on your girls trip. I love a girls trip more than anything. I'm about to go on one myself. So have the best time. I love you. Okay, guys, that's me done for the day. I hope that you're all having a wonderful week and I will see you on Friday for a very honest episode. Love you tons. Bye
3: i live by routines but i especially love my same day delivery routine with shipped and my shopper knows this about me when sunday rolls around and i place my weekly stock up order joe sends text from the aisles wilted lettuce nah hard pass deal on my favorite sparkling water Whew. grab two Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get shipped same-day delivery. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.
2: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
4: of a detour.